Well, hello, once again, you have found a Texas Steampunk Connection, broadcasting to you throughout the multiverse, Steamverse, from our various bunkers and airships. With me, as always, is Fax, Gentleman Adventurer. Hello, hello. <laughs> with me is Jack from Steam Chest. Hello. <laughs> and with us today, Master Blue Stocking from <laughs> Steampunk Dollhouse Podcast. So once again, we are here to talk oh, probably about Steampunk, most likely, because that's what this is about. Thank you for listening to the Texas Steampunk Connection. Good evening, everyone. You are tuning in to the Texas Steampunk Connection. This the uh, 29th of November, almost December. Uh, <clears throat> Thanksgiving just passed us. The carb coma is over <laughs> and the panic shopping has begun. Yes, it has. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back with Jack and Blue Stocking. Uh, to talk about the steampunk and uh, and just anything that c- comes to mind. Uh, Rita and Lawrence are tuned in, so hello, you guys. Hello. Always good to see you. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the weather is being typical Texas. It was uh, very chilly this uh, weekend. Yeah, Saturday was wild. And now it's like almost 80. And well, it's going to get wet again and cold again. I was going to say, it was all, yeah, it was almost 80 here today, and now the temperature has dropped considerably, <clears throat> and the wind has kicked up like something bad's coming. So, Yeah, the, uh, the forecast said tomorrow it's going to be about 45 down here. Yeah, same here, I think. Yeah. Did y'all get rain on Saturday? Because we were out shopping, and especially on our way home Saturday afternoon, it was just, it was pouring. It was raining so hard. I was driving back and forth from San Antonio, and it was raining the entire way. Yeah. <clears throat> I guess apparently we're going to get all of the rain that we didn't get this year. <laughs> all, <laughs> all, all at once in the last two months. So Welcome to Texas. It'll rain 13 <laughs> inches, and that's all you get for the Yeah, Rita says it's getting down to 32 yeah. up north of you. Uh, we're not going to get that, that cold. Johnny Steverson, hello. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, <clears throat> it rained... As we were leaving my aunt's house on Thanksgiving, uh, so she kept us there till I don't know four or five, and uh, the the rain uh, came, and that was our excuse to go home. <laughs> yep. Uh, Johnny asks, "Are you coming to Dickens on the Strand? Are you? Are I'm we? not. I I'm not. I uh, no. That is that is this this weekend. That's... No, two weekends from now. <clears throat> I am going on vacation, going down to Port A." And I'm just going to uh, rent a house, uh, a little bungalow down there for a week and sit out on the beach where there's nobody because it's off season and uh, enjoy the, the cold wind and the sound of the surf and uh, do nothing. <laughs> I'll be doing that, but in Wimberley in the mountains so, or in the hills. So, yeah. Mountains? What? The hills. In the hills. In Wimberley yeah. mountains. It's beautiful. It's so it really lovely. Is. But wait, when is that? Because that's the weekend of the tenth. Uh, pull up my calendar here. Yes, that's okay, correct. Okay, yeah. No, we're going to see the Nutcracker. So it's very. I don't exciting. know what I'm doing. I'm mowing my lawn. <laughs> that is a shame. Also Dickens valid. Rather yeah. go to Dickens on the Strand. <laughs> it, it's pretty cool. Uh, I, I wish we were going, but we'd already made this this uh, arrangement and. Uh, and I, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have a good time. I'm not. Uh, Dickens can't can't take that away from me. Oh wait, Dickens is this weekend. No, I still can't go because our tree lighting and oh, our holiday. Yeah, um, our tree lighting and holiday weekend in Denton is this weekend. So the square is going to be the the place to be for us. So. I'm gonna have to send my brother one of these wonderful prepaid gift cards because his birthday is the second. And Uh-oh. I am. Well, it, it's going to obviously be after but, uh, Violent Night comes out in theaters. So he's going to go see it, and I'm going to go see it. We're uh, <laughs> at the same time, hundreds of miles apart. What uh, is this? What? Uh, <laughs> so, you know the guy who plays Hopper in Stranger Things? Yeah. It's uh, Claus. Oh, I have heard about if, this. Yeah, it's the the rich family who's getting who's getting raided by some you know band, villain who wants to raid their vault. And Santa Claus answers the call of the little girl to come save them. And it's very, like, as, as they explain it, like Christmas on 34th Street mixed with Die Hard. Oh, no. You have, when you have, like, you know, this guy, this actor, Hopper, with, like, you know, wearing the Santa Claus outfit, outfit with, like, blood.
blood on him and like his fists are bloody. It's like time for seasons beatings. This is my movie. Great. So it's going to be like the movie from Scrooge, the night the reindeer died. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I've seen that, but I saw pre, I started seeing like, like, stuff on facebook about it like i might change my cover photo to the the movie poster for the night yeah and santa's got the shotgun this is one santa that's going out the front door (laughs) (laughs) i've seen this look this up yeah scrooge is it's one of my one of my holiday uh requirements have to watch that every year so what's that movie with dennis leary where he's like robbing these people on christmas and it's, it's actually a really good christmas movie um it like teaches the whole like Christmas spirit thing by the families like basically just not get along with the husband and the wife are living in the same house and all of each other. The kids don't worry either. And Disley comes in to raid the house and like everything's just going south for everybody in this whole thing. The arguments are throwing up and the Disley just like, Hey, everyone needs to focus. I'm the one with the gun. I'm, you know, <laughs> give me your money and, and stuff. Well, it's funny because a whole bunch of stuff happens. And in the end, he ends up staying for for like the Christmas meal, and everyone hates like the um, the father. The ref, the mother, ref. is the that ref. what you're thinking of? The ref That's from 1994. Yeah. Yes, that is by far like the Christmas movie for any family that like loves to yell at each other. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it got teaches you the reason why we all like each other. <laughs> family but, is uh, complicated. Yep, family is complicated. <laughs> Well, doesn't well. that sound nice? Uh, <laughs> speaking of, uh, well, let's get to drinking. Okay, let's, okay. let's I'm start with that. <laughs> I wanted to get into conversations, but you know what? I'm not drinking yet. Ah. So tonight I've got I've got my Guinness. Ah. Uh, just regular draught stout. Uh, fancy. Not not fancy, but comforting. <laughs> yeah. It's a nice uh, winter drink with lots of uh, nostalgia. Irish traveling food. Yeah. I used to, <laughs> back when uh, Celtic bands down here used to be hot, and I followed a lot of them. We drank a lot of Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have I have a choice because I'm a creature of budget. So it ends up with the fact that I have what I was drinking last time, because I still have some running around, the Belgian Voodoo Ranger Juice Force IPA, which sounds great and hilarious. <laughs> You say juice or have, force? Huh? Did you say juice force? It says juice force. Let's see if I can catch it without the, the okay. juice. Ah, okay. <laughs> yep. There it is. Obviously, trying to uh, let's see. Even even the even the helmet looks like uh, Maverick. Anyway, I <laughs> also have me some of the Bushmills. Can't go wrong. Ooh. However, this is an interesting one. Uh, advertising because this was the last season for the Peaky Blinders. Uh, it ended. Now, there's going to be a movie that ends, like, all of the everything that connects that they didn't get finished in the TV show. But it's kind of funny because it says, by order of the company shall be limited. And uh, so it's kind of their, their I don't know, bottle of commemoration. The commemoration bottle that, you know, advertising paid for. So ah, okay. um, my wife was like, no, you have to get this bottle. <laughs> Fine. You can have the bottle afterwards. Well, what are you drinking? I have just Shiner, the holiday cheer beer. I um, bought it for my husband for Thanksgiving Day, but we ended up going out the night before Thanksgiving, and he had three beers, which is two more than he ever has at once. So he did not want any beer on on Thursday. He was like, no. So I've just been working my way through that the last few days. Very Uh, nice. Yeah, it's good. It's supposed to be like have the hint of peaches and pecans. I don't really. I mean, it's kind of sweet, but no, I like it. It's good. Oh. I love how you started that story. off with. <laughs> Sorry. Back uh, 10 years ago at a big steampunk, like one shot event um, out in the boonies where we basically built a ghost town. Um, <clears throat> events going on and uh, he sees somebody with a with a bottle of Shiner Cheer. And he says, oh, that's new. I haven't seen that. Is it any good? And the guy says, well, you have one right there. And he, he looks down at his Shiner and goes, oh, I am. <laughs> Tastes like Shiner. I mean, it does, but there's, you know, I can't tell the difference. There are overtones of you know, peachiness I, to it. Added cardamom. I don't think it does. It, I don't think. I it don't does. know. I'm just. No. I've had beers with cardamom in them, mm-hmm. uh, but not Shiner. 
No, not Shiner. But I like the cheer I beer. It's Shiner not would bad. be okay with cardamom. But like all spice, all spice beer would be. Mm. Ooh, it'd be like a pumpkin pie beer. If you yeah, it'd right. have to be a light touch though. Otherwise, it would. Be I don't a know. I like my spices the way I like my uh, my, my my heavy science fiction. Got to be when I take it. I got to start glowing at the eyes and start <laughs> preaching about the future jihad that's going to remove half the universe. <laughs> so you like the heavily spiced pumpkin pie. I like heavily, yeah, oh, my, my niece made homemade pumpkin pie, and she doubled the spices because she <laughs> forgot, she thought she was making two pies, but sorry, new puppy, she's Aww. not dying, she's fine. Um, she thought she was making four pies, and it turns out she was making like two pies, because she thought the thing already, the recipe already made, or was already calling for two, so she doubled it thinking she was making four, four, four. turns out she's making two. Double the spice, oh man, that's fantastic. <laughs> That's the only way I'm from now on. It's like you only need a you, you need like a sliver of this stuff, and it's fantastic. Aww. I'm gonna start saving. I'm gonna start losing weight eating this stuff. <laughs> Good to know. Now I know what to get you in the future. I'll just send you pumpkin pie as for present. But I don't pumpkin pie. I don't make mine. For, I use the the canned pumpkin because I'm not going through all the. Oh no, this was canned. Oh, it was a canned. She okay. also added seasoning. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you have to the canned stuff. You kind of have to, but. And you had to add a can of gourds first because only like ten percent of it's pumpkin, which is funny because it's pumpkin, huh? I don't think any of it's pumpkin. There's like no, a, actually, it's, there's a percentage the of pumpkin. Yeah, it's a small percentage. Yeah. Well, it's hilarious. Is my I don't know if I talked about this last time, so stop me if I. But I have a cousin overseas right now, and I like Saudi Arabia, and she couldn't find. She wanted a pumpkin pie. And she's like, but everything here only is gourds. I basically took a picture of the back and showed her. I'm like, you're fine. Make a pumpkin pie. You probably can have it taste better since you're like closer to the better seat. Um, and my husband just shared in the chat for Austin Homebrew Supply Pumpkin Pie Cream Ale. What? <laughs> the link is in there. <laughs> that's, if it's Austin Homebrew, I assume that's a kit that you make your own. Oh, right? oh yeah, yep. it is. Oh, well. Good many, luck and Godspeed if you're going to do that. I've never made beer before. <laughs> makes five gallons. Oh, no. Four, Hope you like it. Let's do it. <laughs> let's cook. Oh, Lawrence has got his Bellhaven Wee Heavy, and Rita is drinking water. Hey. I should more of that. <laughs> I got six bottles of water down today. I filled that sucker five times. Oh, this Bellhaven Wee Heavy. He was talking about this. At uh, Steampunk November, um, it's not available in Texas. You gotta like sneak over to Arkansas or something. <laughs> oh, sneak and to smuggle it back across the border. It's from United Kingdom, huh? Yeah, yeah. But why don't we say it in Texas? <laughs> its flavor knows. is grapefruit and raspberry. Hell yeah, sign me up. <laughs> it is. Uh, Get the and best of Bellhaven Wee Heavy online with DCM and enjoy a classic strong strong Scotch ale. A beer with strength, flavor, and balance. So that's why. It's one of those scotch beers. Those things are always fantastic. Oh, yeah. No, it's uh, could not find it in Denton, Texas, but it is in Lafayette, Louisiana. So, oh, Texarkana. <laughs> yes, Texarkana run, just like Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> oh, Rita says the TABC changed its labeling laws, and so it doesn't fit the bill anymore. Oh, I'm <laughs> deported Lousy. or something. <laughs> <laughs> Got the wrong stamp, son. It's it's just like that. <laughs> not, uh, not even joking. My father, he uh, being a lawyer, he actually got to help destroy a bunch of. Um, we call it when you take booze from someone who should not have them, or you get a confiscated booze. Yeah, and had to destroy it. Also with weapons too. That's terrible. Yeah, they have to pour it out, but no. they have to have like five people watch you pour it out. So they have like because they got to you know make sure it's destroyed. Because they don't want the reason it all turned out that way is they don't want police departments doing what like Louisiana did, you know, find a way to confiscate your car and then sell it. Uh, yeah, well, so they, they do that here. Do... They have police auctions. Yeah, but that's that's a little different. They don't want to do that with guns or booze, so they destroy it, which is really sad. That makes me sad. Yeah, my dad's like there was some nice guns and there's a lot of like expensive booze that would pour down the, the toilet. Like I'm reminding of of like old. Uh, Photos from uh, the 20s where they outlawed booze mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, cops standing around these huge barrels with like an axe. With the axes chopping it. Chopping it down all over the place. Oh. And that's when you come to work that day with just flasks all around your belt. <laughs> <laughs> just start filling it up. Nothing. No one's looking. 
<laughs> you just gonna have a belt like Batman and just fill them up. <laughs> Although, for utility. oddly enough, in some cases, it made the bootleggers or made the manufacturers of alcohol more rich. The fact mm-hmm. that when everyone got paid, so everybody yeah. was still drinking. It was just under the table, and everyone had to pay. So it was a lot more expensive. People were yeah. getting grease money. Well, I guess it would, but yeah. getting paid under the table to allow it to happen. Yep. And that's actually what a lot of the Peaky Blinders is all about. It's uh, all it's a British family. Prohibition and uh, how they made a lot of money. through. Well, didn't Prohibition bring us NASCAR? Oh, yeah. Because of the Moonshiners running from the cops? Exactly. <laughs> Apparently, they did it in very long, zero-shaped places that are very <laughs> nicely paved. <laughs> Well, wasn't that convenient? <laughs> no, no. But I find it funny that that's what's turned into it. We that's don't what have, it's like, turned into. An actual obstacle course you have to drive through, like a lot of races. Well, you do have a straightaway, but you got a lot of turning. Yeah. No, NASCAR. How fast can we go with a brick on the accelerator at 30 degrees on the turn angle? So you'd rather they be out there running from the cops and just to make it more? <laughs> you know, I would love that. That would make me happy. Have a whole bunch of Formula One cars being chased by a whole bunch of uh, police vans. <laughs> As, as they all take the turn well, and then the Piet, the police SUV just comes and just, like, takes the roll cage. Oh, we know. Well, the irony there, but I, that's more politics that I want to go into about current NASCAR fans and where NASCAR started, so. Well, the history of something. Is Sometimes okay. we move away from our roots in weird ways. So, well, I have a question. Okay. Did y'all watch the new Enola home? Oh, yeah. Okay, just make sure. Oh, no, you didn't watch it yet, Jack? Not yet. I watched it before Steampunk November because I was afraid it was going to come up. Was it out already? Uh, Like the week before. I thought it just, oh, okay. I didn't realize it had dropped already. Yeah, I watched, because I couldn't, and it's been so long, so I just rewatched the first one. That's probably what we're going to have to do. Um, We we sat down to watch it and realized it was life, you know, (laughs) kids and such. It was really good. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. I would love to talk about it. Uh, if I need to just mute myself and walk away <laughs> while you do, please tell me no, when to do it. We can... Uh, no, we're, the only thing I want to... try not to give any spoilers for any of the shows we're going to talk yeah. about tonight. But there are a lot. The thing that happened in the second one, or the overarching plot point of the second one, I was reading about it after I watched the movie and about the women involved in it and it's so you need to hurry up and watch it because there's a very important thing that happens in it that actually really happened in real life that we need to talk about. So Okay. Can you watch it by the next episode? You got two weeks. I think I can handle that. <laughs> there's there is a lot out there to watch right now. I know. Oh, and also um the Nevers, the final the second set of six episodes is supposed to drop Ooh. in December. Yeah, so I started rewatch after I watched Enola Holmes, I'm like, I think I'm gonna rewatch the Nevers. So I've been <laughs> reworking my way through that again. So we've been yeah. watching uh, no, go ahead. this is this is kind of this fits on the whole kind of monster like Frankensteinish kind of thing. It, they have a good sciencey background for, you know, stem cells and synthesis. But the Imperfects has been actually really fun to watch. Perfect. And it's on Netflix. And what it is, it's a whole bunch of people who have a genetic disorder who's been basically being toyed around with by this geneticist. And they've been, and suddenly they don't get their medicine anymore. And so suddenly they're like having issues. And it turns out that those are blockers from stem cells from going nuts. So they each have like a power and uh, are trying to basically get fixed. So they have to go hunt the scientist down as he's running away. And he's he's a character himself. He's he's a funny way to watch it. But um, hmm. there's a Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde kind of since uh, kind of bit to it well. And so you got kind of a werewolfy character. You got a siren. You have someone. Um, uh, let's see what would you call her? Essentially a uh, succubus and and power. And so they're all like trying to figure out how not like to mess with people at the same time as get done. And they're being chased by a quasi government agency as well. Because always being chased by a quasi government agency. I, don't I know do when love that... a quasi government. We, don't we all? We all love to hate it. And, I've never uh, heard of this. It's, but... it's really good. And it's really kind of under the table. And it, it gets a little gory, but I mean. And it also got canceled at the end of the first season. Yeah. And Aww, yeah, I hate Netflix it, sometimes. I know. It has that kind of Buffy the Vampire Slayer feel to it with the humor. And so yeah. it, it, the conversation between the characters. Wednesday also started that's another one that's on our list to watch over the weekend that sounds like a similar thing we're not there's a a whole host of creatures that she goes to school with do you like it i i do i'm having a great time with it good um there are some 
like little nitpicky things I can I can cry about, but you know they're not that important. I'm there to have a good time, and uh, and it I it, I feel like it's it's paying off. I'm having. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was it's silly, it's fun. I think Luis Guzman is perfect as Gomez. <laughs> he is exactly what Gomez was supposed to be from way back in the first cartoons. And the first scene with uh, him while they're they're driving in the car, taking her to um taking to her to the academy, yeah. And like he and Morticia have just kissed, and then he's just like making these faces. I was like, that's nailed it. He is nailed it. He is. He's the little <laughs> dumpy wife guy who just is so devoted to Morticia. And it's just, they were so good. They were so good. I'm glad I to hear like, that. But I also have, I've been hearing also the fact that he plays a little bit more of a dumber character in a lot of times. Like, no. Really? Okay. I'm, I'm not that. getting that. No. I'm, I'm okay. not. I'm going to hold that because a lot of the time, the actor tends to play character. He got typecast there a long he time. He did. He got typecast for a long time. And, and there, we're, yeah. I was, Lex and I were kind of like, we were expecting that that would be considered that would be rolling up the yard case. No, he's clever. He's. Um, so far for me, like, I have only halfway through, but uh, they don't play a big role uh, yeah. in the show. So there's not really a lot of character development for Gomez and Mart- Morticia. Yeah, they're um, a plot point, but they're dry. They're part of, but it's Wednesday's investigation, okay. trying to figure out the Mysteries. history of school. Yeah, but everybody is Gwendolyn Christie. Oh my good lord! Yeah. You know, I saw the dance on on Facebook. That, that woman again. This with the with the facial expressions, watching her like not deliver lines, just making emotes. I'm like, yes, oh, she's she is a really effective actress she is excellent they've got her in those tippy hedron like 60s alfred hitchcock femme fatale dresses and she's like what seven feet tall and she's just she is yeah but everybody was i mean even even thing (laughs) was excellent (laughs) i loved thing Thing i saw some shots of 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 the guy playing the filming it yeah under the table (laughs) and like sticking his hand up through a hole like the the whole acting thing he's got like this green green (laughs) sleeve all the way down he's like in the shot remarkably emotive for a hand (laughs) really good so yeah i i mean there are some things that i think could have been a little bit better but overall no i I loved it. I thought the atmosphere really cool. Her room, I loved her dorm room. Her side of the dorm room with the Victrola or the gramophone <laughs> and the little typewriter. And I don't remember dorms being nearly that big when I went to college. They're high school. Yeah, but What's that about? TV budget. Have a bigger room to get the camera in there. Just around. Well, they have that bonkers big round window with the opening in it, so she can wow. go out and play her cello on the. I which know that was a the, really the, good scene. They've got the best dorm room in the whole school yeah yeah it's excellent yeah Um, yeah it was so good so so what are your nitpicks about it if you can give them without spoiling things yeah um i would have the boy that she interested in i didn't i don't know i mean i've never seen him anything else apparently he is really popular he's a queer actor so some people were joking on twitter about straight baiting because he's actually a queer actor but i mean he was fine he's just time (laughs) <laughs> you know he he did okay he was just i honestly would have prefer i thought they were going to go in the direction of her and her roommate that's where i thought it was going to go and it may still i mean i don't know what we don't know what's going to happen in future seasons but that's kind of where i thought it was going but mostly it was just the the pairing and the casting or the the pairings of the couples but other than that i I liked Morticia and Gomez. Um, Lurch, we could have seen a little bit more of Lurch. Like, you don't get much of him at all. Yeah, we didn't really get much story. of him. I know, but you know, he was just kind of scenery, which is yep. fine. I mean, but he had more of a, you know. Anyway, like you said, it's just about Wednesday anyway. But no, for the most part, I think everybody did really well. You know, it's the mystery was kind of, you know, turned out to be not as much of a mystery, but it was oh. still, it was still fun, and I liked it. I haven't. Heard, I don't know what the mystery is yet. Oh, I mean, sorry. Okay. I don't know what the answer is. I'm sorry. You're only halfway through. Okay. <laughs> it's it's interesting. Like at halfway through, like they've been just feeding you hints and 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 letting her go on a merry chase. Mm-hmm. And halfway through, they give you some 
some resolutions. Yeah. So, so you're not just like lost the whole time. Yeah. It, it was it was satisfying learning things. <laughs> yeah, getting at least some information as you go. But you know how much of that information is red herring and is this- right. I don't think it has a, a lot to do with where we're going from here. Yeah. But it was just nice to oh okay okay some that that's yeah. now I know what's going on sort of. Yeah. Um, I also liked that um, the uh, the producer the directors are not over sexualizing the characters. That's what I was about to say. The cost they're the the girls' uniforms. Yeah, no, they're it, not Catholic school girl skirts. <laughs> yeah, um, like in, in other you know Harry Potter style shows because they became like the thing. Um, it was very very sexual in other shows. Mm-hmm. And when you remember that, oh, these are supposed to be high school kids, mm-hmm. that's creepy. Yeah. And I'm glad they have not done that, in my opinion, yeah. so far. Yeah. Everybody is dressed like proper. Uh, <laughs> uh, I sound like an old grumpy <laughs> I was going to say, your age is showing. I know. But you know, you're right, because the girls aren't running around and, you know, the like I said, the mock Catholic school skirts, they're just... Regular down to clothes. Their, they're just yeah, down to their like knees. Actual clothing versus we need more younger men to be ogling this during yeah. the show. It's just a school uniform. Now she does get a dispensation because she's allergic to wearing color. <laughs> well, even <laughs> but, even at the dance where they or not oh, the dance her dress. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the dress was awesome. That no, was I was so thinking uh, the the sports day where she oh their cat girl their wetsuits yeah. That was like you know not yeah. not sexualized, yeah. which seems like it would have been a really you know easy to do. Yeah. Um. So that was great. I like that. Yeah, it was, oh. and she's she's. I've never and I, Jenna Ortega. I've never seen her in anything before. I haven't watched any of her stuff, but she was she was excellent. And there's if I can find it, I need to send it to you. There's a, a clip from the press like the press junket where she's sitting there and Gwendolyn Christie and all her glory is sitting next to her with all her blonde hair like down and flowing. And Ooh. Jenna Ortega starts giggling and she's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just every time I look at you, my heart goes bitter bad. Or like and she's like crushing on her so hard. And it was adorable. Yeah. <laughs> and the scenes of them together because you know, Jenna Ortega, so we. <laughs> it yeah. was like they used the Hobbit filming technology. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the <laughs> real people. It was so cute. Yeah, yeah, she was. So everybody was, I think everybody did a good job. And I'm actually going to have to go through it again because I, I had a good time. Some of the stuff just had me cracking up out loud. <laughs> yeah. So Erica complained that she thought it was out of character and, and she was disappointed that uh, Wednesday does not get along with her parents. Okay. But my argument is, she's a teenager. That's no teenager gets along with their parents. That's my that was my content or that was my thing too. Is that she's a teenage girl, and yes, her family may be the one where they're all weird, but for them that's normal, and they nor you know normalize all this. But teenagers yeah. are going to rebel. It doesn't matter how weird your family is, you're going to with that you know, also especially teen- teenage girls are mean they still scare me i am still scared of 15 year old girls <laughs> i'm 46 so it's just you rebel against your mom i mean i my mom and i had a great relationship but when i was 14 15 years old it was not good so that was a little odd at first but then i thought well she, she's a teenager and she's being sent away to school so you know it and was also- kind of weird that they were put off or angry at her for trying to kill that boy like <sighs> I that, that yeah seemed out, of, out of place. I okay. I, I'm willing to you know let it go, but it was kind of weird. You also have to consider. I mean, everything because I know when the the casting was first released and everybody was freaking out about Luis Guzman because they all had Raúl Julia in their minds. So we all you have to consider that the original comics were just what one panel little things. With Wednesday didn't even have a name until the show until the TV show. In yeah. the 60s. She didn't even have a name. So that whole story about I named her Wednesday because Wednesday's child is full of woe. That's actually what happened. Charles Adams had to create a name for her and a friend of his suggested Wednesday because of that. That whole poem. But so the personalities have changed because there was nothing. There's no canon for it in the comic. I mean, you know, so it's it's been whoever's written it has taken what, and done what they wanted with the characters, you know. Because sure. I remember mm-hmm. Wednesday in the TV series, she was, what, six? And very morbid, but very sweet. And, and then in the movies, people, she was Christina only a little Ricci. older than the brother. 
Yeah, and yeah, like, she, they, yeah, she used to like be younger than Pugsley, and then they like, made her like older. Yeah, and Christina Ricci, which also, by the way, Christina Ricci being in the series, <laughs> you couldn't not do it. I <laughs> mean, so oh sure she could. She, if, that was so good. I'm I feel so like glad that, that gives the whole show like bona fides. Yeah, exactly. Ricci approved. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was that was perfect because I knew she was supposed to be in it, and then all of a sudden she popped. I'm like, right, I forgot about that. Good for her. I mean, you know, it's a paycheck, and she gets to revisit something, so <laughs> it's fun, you know. But I mean, everybody's characterization has been a little bit different from the TV shows to the cartoon. It depends on who's writing it, because like I, and also the thing about her being mad at her parents, if you consider that she was not wrong, that her parents spend so much time focused on each other. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're totally I mean, horny for each other. It's great Lord. that they're in love. It's adorable, you know. Love, <laughs> you know, love relationship goals, but they I, do I spend also, a lot of time making out yeah. in front of everybody. I, I can so, kind of see her point. It's kind of that whole like, Ugh. it would be embarrassing as a fifteen-year-old girl, no matter who you are. <laughs> and you know what? It could also be since her perspective hammed up a bit, just for like the perspective of yeah. Yeah, yeah, perception is different. So, no, it was, I thought it was well written. I thought it was fun. Um, I really hope it gets renewed for season two because there's a lot more that they could do with it. Netflix is good at dumping perfectly good shows. So, we'll yeah, see. you know what? As a matter of fact, while we're, let me just, as they have a tendency to pull the gun really, mm -hmm. really fast. Well, it's not saying, I don't see anything so far. So, it's not saying it's been renewed, but it hasn't been canceled yet. So, you know, there's hope, I guess. Was that your homework or is that just what we got into talking about? I mean, it was kind of, I was just going to talk about the shows that I watched because okay. like, I, I got new Christmas Eve pajamas and I have my new couch and I got a new fleecy blanket from Pottery Barn with fake fur on it. So I was on the couch most of the last few days in my pajamas nice. watching you know, different shows. Like I said, last night I started with the Nevers again. So yeah, I watched the movies and Wednesday and... Yeah, just been catching up on TV. So I watched the last episode of Andor. It's not exactly steampunk, but <laughs> I mean it. It works in a lot of ways. The same type of general like against imperialism vibe. I really like the show. I really like the tone of the show. It, but it has that. It does have its little like mini arcs. If you can't get for past the first episode or two, you got to go like three episodes at a time, and it's like a little mini movie. Each each one is a different storyline. I've heard it's really good. I just. Yeah. Haven't had a chance to get into it and watch it yet. Now that it's all out, it's much like I think it's going to be looked upon favorably because as it was being released, a lot of people had a lot more issues. Was like it's so slow. <laughs> you guys have like no attention span anymore. Look what look nope. what Facebook is done these days. Two hundred fifty letters. It's all you get. Netflix started it with the dropping of the entire season at once, no. and we turned and, into binge people. But. As a Star Wars product, I really go because it feels like I'm reading one of the books, one of the novels, because the director is not a Star Wars fan. So what's really interesting about that is that he but he is a hobbyist um, historical philosopher or whatever. <laughs> he a... likes to pull all his movies, pull as much reference as possible. Ah. So a lot of the writers and a lot of the, the scenes are set up and done so that everything's there for a reason. Like the whole build, the, 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 the buildings are made of brick on town, but it's because it's the ideology place as well. It's like how Tatooine's everything's made out of adobe and sand. This place is made out of brick. It's because it's based in. And so the world building in this is so fantastic. And every little thing, like the beginning thing that the main character has to steal or sell. It's like this little, it's a, it's a, essentially like a processor hard drive for, for a star destroyer. And it's got a whole bunch of like secret codes on it. Essentially that's from one of the books. Like it, <laughs> the, the actual name of the device is from one of the books. It's all these little things trickle into the show, into the show that they don't have to point at. It's just there. It's done. And it's not like, look, the first three or four episodes, you don't even see a blast, but you see a blaster. So it's like, you don't, there's no laser swords. There's no star destroyer for a very long. Actually, now you do see a star. Destroyer. <laughs> It's it's one of those weird things that for most of the show you forget it's Star Wars. It's just a really good science fiction novel, and then suddenly it's Star Wars. But it's not like let's just dump a whole bunch of main characters on you in the forest and space wizards and everything in this evil like pinnacle moment. It's the person perspective wrong, having to stand up to the wrong thing, make a decision. And I don't know. I really liked it, and it really did feel very Victorian there too. Perspective 
having almost kind of like the whole let them eat cake from uh, for, for the French Revolution in a lot of ways. And I don't know, that kind of links me to my, my next bridge of things I'm going into. <laughs> What's going on in China right now apparently is exceedingly related to the French Revolution of um, overthrowing the government. Very much oppressive. So, I don't know. That was actually something I did find. I was looking up steampunk stuff, and one of these writers from The Economist is China's steampunk COVID response. And it what? goes in. Yeah, it, I only get like two paragraphs because it's behind a paywall. Ah, okay. But essentially, it goes into the kind of the whole idea that. Um, China's zero policy, zero COVID policy, is surprisingly helpful to think of it, helpful to think of it as a steampunk pandemic response because it's essentially they're reinventing the modern day version of the 19th century teen system That's... of logging. Yeah, and I wish I could go into further because it was about to break it down and then fades off. I was going to say it <laughs> sounds no! like a fundamental misunderstanding of steampunk, but I guess we can read the entire article. And I'm, it might be a way of grabbing someone's opinion or grabbing someone's attention, like with me trying to like. I'm going to grab this thing and throw it in here and get some people's attention. I'm not going to pay for it to prove them wrong. <laughs> Where did you say it was? It's on The Economist. I'm just Literally wondering if you, it's something just type that in we... China's steampunk COVID response. It pops right up. Well, it's letting me... You know what? I'm wondering if we have it. If I can get a, to... An unblocker or something? I no, through the school, paper. possibly. But I'll, I'll check that later. Yeah. We have subscriptions to a lot of weird things, so... Gotcha. Yeah, so no, I see you what you're doing. Go into that. Look it up for me. I would love to see more about that and see how wrong they are. Yeah, because I want to see <laughs> modern day version of a 19th century quarantine system of the sort that Victorian doctors might have used to tackle a tuberculosis outbreak in the age before antibiotics. I still don't. Uh, yeah, I, they might be reaching. And high and low technologies were combined. I mean, people stayed in their house. I don't. Okay. Well, okay. So that part, <laughs> they actually have drones patrolling looking in people's windows and high rises yelling, listen to us, stay in your room. And I'm like, this is some dystopian bullshit. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean the, screen, yeah. the shot of the, of the drones flying through like the cloud cover and the big mega TV and whatever that's in there. It, it downtown Beijing. It looks very, um, that show, um, Blade Runner. Harrison. Yeah. Blade Runner, exceedingly Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, We've, we've got there. We've hit it. <laughs> yeah, we knew we would eventually. All right, well, I'll see if I can try to find that because I want to see what the I want to see yep. where we're going with this. I'm very curious now. That's kind of how I was. I wanted to point that out. And then mm -hmm. not, so, not, not as steampunk, but I got one other thing after this. This is kind of just Jack's free round rapid fire shot. <laughs> okay. Orion beats Apollo for record breaking distance from Earth has gone further away from any other capsule built for ever. So our spaceship has gone further than Yay! Yeah! <laughs> Go us, humans. <laughs> Next time we'll put people in it. No. <clears throat> and my other one was I'm pretty sure all of us have read this at some point because it's around as a just a thing. But in eighteen forty seven, Robert Liston performed an amputation in twenty five seconds, operating so quickly that he accidentally amputated his assistant's fingers as well. Both patient and assistant later died of sepsis, and a, spectac uh, and a spectator reportedly died of shock, resulting in the only known surgical procedure with a 300% mortality rate. Is that true? Yes, it is so true. Ew! He was trying to be fast because obviously going You want to get it done. You want to get it done because it's less damage, it's less stressful, it's less messy you know, brain pain and whatever for the person to get over it. And it's easier to stop bleeding if you're not just hacking through it. But yeah, when you slice your guy's fingers off, that's causing him to get sepsis and die. And you make a guy pass out and die of shock from how fast it goes on. And the person on the, di per the, person on the table dies of sepsis too. 300% mortality rate? What was he using was for the doctor. amputation? A guillotine? How has he moved through that? How did he get through it that fast? You cannot uh, hack through bone that easy. Yeah, I don't know what he's cutting off in 25 seconds, but apparently he did it quick. And he <laughs> <laughs> I actually found this on my RimWorld yeah. game uh, post because they make fun of the, the surgery in the game. Little characters or whatever have a shield by a bear and you have to like... <laughs> Well, it, it is such a simple system. It's like rolling the dice for your surgeon. So sometimes you, your character would be getting like a peg leg installed and somehow you get a destroyed kidney instead. And yeah, I'm like, what happened? <laughs> there needs to, like, like the guy was trying to like trapeze artist this, this peg leg from above and like slip fell and like, you know, stabbed the person on the operating table with a peg leg. Uh, 
yeah, no. <laughs> but that was this was found there. I'm like, that's right. I need to. Okay. Woo. So a little bit of history and thrown in there. That's nasty. Facts. What do you have to follow that up with? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, wow. Um, 1899. The TV series that also has just come out. I have not watched it, and I am not giving out any spoilers. But I was forced to find out spoilers through this investigation. Oh no. Um, Oh, is this the uh, plagiarism? This is the ship one with the triangle. Yes, this yes, is, it is. The, this is the uh, uh, yeah intellectual property theft thing. So, uh, 1899. Let me start out with you know what this story is about. Uh, steamship full of migrants heading for the west. Uh, mixed bag of Europeans uh, united in hopes and dreams of a new country, a new century, and their future abroad. But the journey takes an unexpected turn when they discover another migrant ship adrift on the open sea. What they will find on board will turn their passage to the promised land into a horrifying nightmare. <laughs> so um, that's a great start. That made me want to watch the show. Yeah, um, me too. And uh, so, yeah, there's this uh, Brazilian comic book artist named Mary Kagan, Kagnin, excuse me, um, who uh, tweeted out on, on the Twitters that uh, 1899 stole her story whole cloth from her comic uh, entitled Black Silence. And uh, she that, that was her claim, that, uh, the, that Netflix completely stole her comic book to make their show. Yep. And I thought, that's awful. Um, but it turns out, not entirely accurate. Not accurate at all. No, oh. it's it's not. Is it's someone claiming wrong. it's uh, um, I will link black. You mean this silence. is not nearly as straight cut as Star Trek in Discovery English. stealing the spore drive idea straight from a comic book? Um, it's a it's a fairly short comic. Shouldn't take you too long to read it if you feel inclined. Doesn't cost anything. Um, but it is not about uh European immigrants coming to the United States. It is not about. 1899 or the Victorian era. It is about uh, uh, a spaceship going to a, a foreign planet, a, a desert planet where they encounter a big black pyramid and weird things happen and people get killed. And uh, um, honestly, it's, it's a entirely derivative comic. If you so are familiar with science fiction in the last 30 years, you have seen every trope that she threw into this comic. So what you're saying is that she said this stuff probably on Twitter. So we're going to point mm -hmm. out Twitter here to get people to go to her place, to check this out, to see just to build hype. Maybe, uh, or, or maybe she's delusional enough to think that they really did lift it because I, my, I suspect she saw the preview and that was it. And she saw big black pyramid because that is in the preview for 1899. It is not, uh, used as a plot device the same way it is used in Black Silence. Um, it's not particularly important in 1899, so I am told. Um, but, yeah, characters having terrible things happen to them and dying, and she says that's that's her thing. Well, okay, but this, though, I'm looking at an article, though, but the one thing that she does point out that's weird is the pyramids within the irises, within the eyes. It's a trope. Is there, it? I've never... Yeah, that's definitely yeah. a trope. And that—that's, I think, where the problem lies. All of her, all of her, her beats in her comic are science fiction tropes. And the problem well, is, the have, yeah, in 1899, they also use a few science fiction tropes that it's—it's it's not, you know, uh, new or original in those ways. And so, yeah, those are the same because they've been used forever. Okay, I've never seen that one before, but that doesn't. Um, hmm. I can think of pyramids in lots of in the eye, movies. though. Um, That's what I'm talking about. I don't know if it's no. In the these eye are these are the pictures that, that I'm looking at because the one I'm looking at is a picture of three different look like three different characters, and it's a focus. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look like a reflection. It looks like their eyes are. Hang on, I'll show you what I'm looking at. Dude, oh, dude, I forgot. I not logged in. Hang on, I'll have to send it through the messenger. But as I am to understand it, in 1899, the pyramid in the eye is not a is not a plot device. It's not. No, it's 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 not especially relevant. Um, hmm. And I, I I watched a couple of other people who had watched 
1899 and read the comic. One of them loved 1899 and one of them hated it, but they both agreed they are not the same as, as this comic book. I mean, I haven't seen the show or <clears throat> read the comic. I just heard about the, the flap that was being raised right. over it. Like, like most everybody, like, like oh. myself, like so myself. In this case, if that was all that was about it, all right, my friend and I have been writing a book since we were both tweens. And one of the things I came up with before Bluetooth existed at the time was that these dudes could talk to plants. And then suddenly, I mean, Avatar comes along and these people with dreadlocks <laughs> linking it to plants. And my, bro- my friend and I look at each other going, how did that get out of the, of the, of the communal, com- you, know, you know, whatever. But that, that's about as much as there's this. It's like, okay, a, tr- a pr- pyramid-shaped eyeball or, uh, you know, iris, or I guess and it almost looks like a reflection. If that's all they stole for, like, symbolism, it's about as, about as bad as mine. In my book, so well now I'm gonna. <laughs> it's have to annoying watch the show. that it happened to also be a plant species on a plant. You know, there's enough. Like, you almost think, but I'm, I'm like, I wrote this when I was 12. I was gonna say, could they have stolen it? How did they find it? <laughs> the brain leakage. What yeah, happens it, is it is that weird astral projection, like, like communal consciousness. Like gash in the back of your head, and your ideas leak out and can be stolen by Hollywood people specifically. <laughs> Money happens cultural zeitgeist. I don't know what's the gestalt of like communal conscious that or someone's freaking ripping off my my uh G Docs. It might be there have been people mining your G Docs for a while. Sorry, Uh, that's why I keep my story on lockdown, the one that I've been working on for almost 20 years now. I'll get it out for someday. I'm happy I didn't keep it on lockdown because my hard drive died, which had like the last year thought on it. So, oh no, mine's I mean, mine's on Google Docs, so anybody break in and find it. No, but it's encrypted, right? You have an encrypted file, right? No, okay. We'll no, but it. I do change my password regularly. So the NSA's got a backdoor <laughs> matter. But they're looking. I have, I have one more thing I want to say about 1899. Sorry, as, okay. sort of as a warning because I I got the spoiler. <laughs> it's a lot like an M Night Shyamalan movie. Oh, there's twist. a, a so twist. Yes, yes. So if you are not into that sort of film uh, or that sort of surprise ending, uh, this might not be for you. And knowing what the ending is, I'm not sure if it is for me either. Well, damn it. Now I'm going to have to go and read the ending to find out what it is. (laughs) I got to go watch it. I don't want to invest my time. Damn it, Dax. (laughs) I I feel like I have to warn you, but without telling you. (laughs) Like, you know, uh, that does not help me any. You know what that makes me do? It makes me run off the cliff faster. Okay. Exactly. Dire I mean, warnings and prophecies right. do not help. It no, just it makes just me makes dig me that much deeper. Before you, ha- before you, you know, you tickled my, uh, anyway. Fancy. Now you have my attention. Curiosity. Yeah. Now you have my curiosity, but now you have. See, I, I, I want people to watch shows like 1899. So places like Netflix think they're popular and will make more of them. Yeah. <laughs> but also I'm afraid of a stinky ending. Yeah. yeah, yeah, especially with because how many episodes is it? Eight or ten? Uh, I think it's yeah. If you're investing eight, eight hours into the, it, the number these days. I've invested yeah. more of my time in crappy games before I quit. Like eight <laughs> hours. Like I, my my level for entertainment, odd, stupidly enough, is very low. If I have alcohol, it's even worse. I mean, I've been playing Warcraft for sixteen years now, so you yeah, know. I played I that monkey off my back. I played like oh. 13 years of Eve online, so I feel you. Every now and then, that 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 patch of cocaine looks at me funny, and I'm like, nope, not going back. I have to though, especially on launch. That's one of my favorite times. Did you see the pictures of my mechanome though, with her little hands? No, like, wow, has this deal that I my my friend keeps hitting me up, and he's like the most terrible person. He's just like. And you want a bump? I can send you a, a, you know, recruit a friend. He's already got me. Yeah, I know. And then it's one of those things. If if I start playing, I have to get it for my wife and my. There's like (laughs) read us all the pictures. My mechanome is adorable. (laughs) I love playing a gnome. It was my favorite. Oh no, they have mechanomes now. It's a different race. Yeah, they you you can. They're all cybernetic, so they have the little hands and the little feet, and basically just you know you can pick all the different pieces for their face because that thing on her face, that's just a shell. That's the character. That's not armor. That's Mm. the piece that I added for her. Yeah, and then I've got my little mechanical chicken and my little (laughs) little mechanical (laughs) bird. The chicken is Buster Cluck. The bird is Toucan Slam. 
So when when playing WoW, I will admit the the whole Pokemon aspect that enthralled me for more off more times than I loved running around oh, fighting your animals. To yeah, little monsters to like increased my my group, and I had to go to the next set. My friends were all like, "You want to go to these raids?" I'm like, "Sure." One second, I got to continue getting my turtle real quick. <laughs> I'm trying to collect all the mechanical animals, so totally steampunked out. I got the little steampunk dragon, so. You know, you find the steampunk <laughs> where you can. <laughs> I was a, a hunter dwarf, so you know, it worked out. I am a hunter mechanome. Nice. <laughs> My hunter was a tauren. <clears throat> oh, there's no stealth there. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, times have changed. There's a whole lot of new races available in the game. So, yep. saying if you want to recruit a panda a now. You can be a panda, you can be a dark iron dwarf, you can be a mechanome, you can be a dragon or hybrid thing. Or if you don't do any of that, you can come play Heroes of the Storm with me. <laughs> no, join I'm me. Really <laughs> okay, well, it's nine o'clock. <laughs> it is. All right, let me, uh, it's let me tell you about all the good people who are helping us do this show. It's <clears throat> a steampunk connection. It's brought to you in part by... J.R. Seeger's novel, A School for the Great Game. Edwardian teen Elizabeth Bancroft resents being sent to college in India. The college is, in fact, the British India's school for spies, where Elizabeth will learn the family business of espionage, martial arts, and Tibetan mystical arts. A School for the Great Game is the first in the Steampunk Raj series, available on Amazon. We're also brought to you by Fair Treasures, which has a selection of Texas-made female-presenting costumes and accessories for Renaissance Fair and Steampunk wear, and one-of-a-kind imported jewelry, you can shop Fair Treasures at www.fair-treasures.com or on Etsy. We'd also like to thank our patrons, Jenny and Ryan Shaver, and of course, Rita and Lawrence Allen for helping us keep this show going. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Texas Steampunk Connection. You can email us at TexasSteampunkConnection at gmail.com. Or our uh, podcast is TexasSteampunkConnection.podbean.com, where you can find us anywhere that the uh, uh, podcast searches are. Uh, we're on Twitter at the moment at TXSteamConnect1, and YouTube and Rumble through the Steam Chest subscription box next to Jack. Our music is brought to you from zapsplat.com that gives us complete permission to stream their music. <laughs> the Jack is jamming out. He is getting down over there. I love this guitar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess our next episode we need to talk about last minute shopping because uh, it'll be the last episode before Christmas. And uh, When is the last episode? It's the 22nd? Nope, I'm uh, on the wrong calendar. The 13th? The 13th. Oh, it's right before my Wimberley trip. And then we have one right between Christmas and New Year's, if we're still around. Yeah, we'll see if we can do that one. <laughs> um, so, get ready to shop till you drop. Uh, In this economy? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, does anybody have anything else to add? <sighs> nope. Nope. Okay. Well, everybody, thank you for tuning in. Until next time, mind your mind gauges. Your gauges. Mind your gauges. <laughs>